It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. I just replied to an email and somebody wrote back, awesome sauce. And you shuddered, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's cringeworthy. Awesome sauce. (laughs) Okay. All right. I find myself saying weirder and grosser things like that every day of my life, especially having kids. I say all the things... And they warn you about this, right? When you start having kids, you say the things that your parents said that made you shudder. Right. Then you do it. Like I always say to my daughter now, ready, Freddy Spaghetti? Uh, why? Are you ready to rock and roll? Like, why? Why do we do these things? We just do them. Anyway. Because that's all you know. That's how you learned to parent, was watching your parents. That's true. And you just hope that they were okay at it. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> We had a record number of downloads to After 9 yesterday, so thank you to everybody who listened, and thank you to the people who reached out to us. We have a lot of messages that we're going to read here Mm -hmm. before we get into the magical content that is After 9. This one, Scott and Kat, I need to throw a few things out there. I'm new to podcasts. I work in a building that, for lack of better words, fucking sucks for radio station service. I always listen to you guys on the beat on my way to work, and I hear you talk about the podcast. I thought, fuck it. She actually typed, fuck it. I'll give it a listen. (laughs) It'll help get me through my workday. So I downloaded episodes 140 through today. And let me tell you, I have these people I work with popping in, asking me if I'm okay. Because here's me looking like an idiot, staring at my computer screen, working, headphones on, howling in my office all by myself. At one point, I laughed so hard I had tears. I'm listening to the podcast about a guy justifying his foot fetish, saying others eat asses, so a foot fetish should be okay. Then there was the guy jerking off on the 401. You can't make this shit up. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll be listening every day, laughing to myself in the office and scaring my coworkers. Thank you. I love that. That's That's a great message. Fantastic. Here's uh, another one from Tiffany, a Twitter DM. Yesterday, I picked up my daughter from her dentist appointment. When she got in the car, I put on your podcast. She complained. Mom, I want music. Well, by the time we got home, we were both in tears laughing, and she has now downloaded a bunch of your podcasts herself. Love your podcasts. Wish they were longer. Tiffany. Oh, that's awesome. And we struggle with that. I mean, sometimes people say, yeah, 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 we want it longer. And so we make them a little longer, and then we hear from people, ah, they're a little too long. I don't have time to listen to one on my drive, or I don't have time to listen to one in between whatever else I'm listening to. So we try to keep them between 20 and 30 minutes. I got one over uh, Instagram, Instagram DM. It says, just finished listening to today's After 9 podcast. This would be yesterday's. The end of the podcast, when you and Scott were talking about Nicki Minaj and her brother and how that happened, uh, here you and Scott wondered what he would get as a sentence, right? If it happened here in Canada. Yeah. The Canadian justice system is so fucked. I wake up every morning and wish our penalties were more like the state's. 25 to life is so much better than what he would get here. I was sexually abused for 10 years. After going through all the interviews and court proceedings, I learned three other young women, or sorry, young men were also victims of this person. He took 10 years of my childhood from me. He also robbed other children of theirs. He was sentenced to three years in jail. He was in protective custody the whole time. Due to time served before trial and good behavior, he was released after approximately a year and a half. Canada's justice system is fucked. You and Scott really hit the nail on the head with today's podcast. Keep being awesome. Oh, thanks. Uh, I wish we didn't have to talk about it. I wish that just justice was justice. And unfortunately, this country is backwards. We think way too much about the rights of the person who has been convicted and not enough about the victims. And if we started treating our justice system from the mentality of 
take care of the victims, make sure they think justice is served, then things would be a lot better. Yeah. And I really think that we should ask the victims. Maybe a judge should sit down with the victim and say, okay, so, I mean, customary, we give this person between five and 10 years, no hope for probation for two years. Is that good with you or, or do you want it lower? Start them off with the max and let the victim decide mm-hmm. if they get any less. That would be justice. Man, I don't know. If I, if I ran things that... Maybe you should. <laughs> I would like a candidate that cat ran. I really would. Just in terms of justice. I'd just like to take over that entire thing. Give me the give me the the power to do it, and I'll make sure that person pays oh so greatly. Make them fucking pay, especially if it's an abuse situation. If you abused your position or your power, or and when children are involved, forget about it. Forget oh. about it. You're guess what? You're fucked. If it if I was in charge, you'd be fucked. It doesn't even matter what excuse you'd bring out of pulling out of your ass whatever you want to. Guess what? You're fucked. And I'd, I'd like to televise the proceedings <laughs> when I, you look at them and say, well, you're fucked. I'd bang my gavel and I go, you're fucked. <laughs> Every time. I hate these people. Uh, oh, the beer companies that are going to be the busiest this weekend. Here are the top 10 beers that will be sold this weekend for Super Bowl. Okay. And beer is the most popular in terms of alcohol for Super Bowl, yep. I assume. Bud Light is number one, followed by Budweiser. Man, Bud makes so much fucking money. So much money. I'm surprised this is so high, given the amount of idiots that think you can get coronavirus from it, but Corona is number three. <laughs> you know that'll be a running joke during Super Bowl if you're serving Corona. Sure it will. Hey, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if their sales are up this year. Hey, who wants a Corona? <laughs> yeah. Sam Adams, Coors Light, Miller Light, Blue Moon, Heineken, Michelob Ultra, and Stella are all in the top ten. Um Remember the chicken sandwich war that we had in 2019? Popeyes put theirs out. How can I forget? Okay, well, there's a story about this, and it's actually from uh, the Financial Post, I believe it was. Yeah, it's a reputable source. They're talking about how that chicken sandwich war has substantially lessened the world's supply of smaller chickens. And I've wondered about this many, many, many times. Now, the price of small chicken breasts are triple the cost of the larger breasts. And they attribute it in a big way to Popeye's and Chick-fil-A and places like that. Uh, McDonald's and Wendy's, they have lots of chicken sandwiches that they sell. And there's only so many chickens. But if you figure, how many people in the world are going to eat a McChicken today? How many people in the world are going to eat Chick-fil-A today? We can't produce enough chickens to keep up with the demand for chicken sandwiches. And... Why are wings still so fucking expensive if all we're eating is the breast? I would think there should be a chicken wing. Uh, there should be lots more wings out there because of all the breasts that are being consumed. Yeah, and I always thought there were. I always it's looked just at, math. I always looked at wings and thought, where's the rest? Like, where's the rest of the chicken going? I Funny. always assumed it was the other other way around, where the wings were were going to be the most popular one. You want to talk about all the stupid shit that crosses our minds in a day? I've actually gone into the grocery store and saw like uh, a package of. Chicken breasts. Okay, there's four chicken breasts in that package and you want like 12 bucks for it. Fine. Where's the rest of the chicken? Like, is there just an excess of of uh, drumsticks and, and wings out there somewhere? Or are they selling at the same pace as the breasts are? And the often underappreciated, although somewhat delicious, chicken thighs. So the chicken thighs, you can usually get at a pretty good price because there's more demand for the wings and for the breasts. Yeah. Thighs are a great chicken. The problem is... They've got a little more fat than the rest of the chicken. Mm. But 
there's a lot of them out there. See, and I assume the big companies, the fast food places that you mentioned, just purchase a lot of the excess chicken carcass and chop it up finely and put it through their grinders. That's what I picture. And it's nasty to picture it that way. But that's how I figure that hot dogs end up getting produced out. It's just all of the odds and ends and shit that, like you said, isn't as in as high of demand. Beaks, so lips, ears. Fucking just roll it on in. Just grind it all up. <laughs> shoot it out as a wiener. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> A restaurant consultant says chains are willing to pay a premium price because it's still cheaper than trying to cut larger chicken breasts into the right size. They won't take the big birds. They want like little chickens. So it is because that's that was going to be my other question. What's wrong with just chopping the big chicken breasts in half? But apparently that's going to fuck up the whole system. Cat, it'll be fucked. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you've ever looked at a chicken breast. But they're not shaped the way your McChicken patty came out. So what? I, I don't know why this is a big deal. Is it's there a like perfect a little circle, isn't it? <laughs> a chicken breast? Seriously. It's not that shaped like that. So I don't know why it's such a, an expensive process to cut them, but they say it is. Uh, 250 Canadians are in Wuhan in China right now. Mm-hmm. Now registered choice. with um, the evacuation operations for Foreign Affairs Canada. Did you see the foreign affairs minister yesterday? It's uh, don't fr- pity them right now. Francois Philippe Champagne. He stood there in front of a news conference, and it was like a he'd never seen a camera before, and number two, it was like he didn't expect the question. What are we doing to get the Canadians out of China? He was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> let me just tell you, <laughs> all options are on the so table." Many Meaning options. you don't fucking know what we're doing. Oh man. Well, is, it, is it as simple as just bringing in a jet, collecting as many as possible, coming back and getting more? Well, or, I, where do you find a crew that's going to want to fly on that plane? Hey, yeah. guess what your assignment is today? You're going to China. Yeah. No fucking thank you. And you don't know who's really coming on that flight. And you got to make sure that they've all been tested and everything's good. And I don't know. Didn't they ground? Have they ground all the flights from there? From and to? Yeah, it's the area's quarantine. So I'm surprised the Chinese government is letting them leave unless they have to go right from wherever they are to the airport and get out of China. But even then, you make a great point of like, okay, then which car is taking them there? If I'm fucking Uber driver in Wuhan, I'm parked. That, <laughs> that fucking car is parked and I ain't, get, I ain't putting any, nobody's going in that car. Oh, you think you've got a shitty job? <laughs> Try being Uber driver in Wuhan right now. Honestly, though. I don't want to hear you bitching about, about your job anymore. Are we expecting them all to walk to the plane? I don't know how they like, do it. Some of these people are like sick. And, and we've got to yes. what? What are we going to throw them in a, a in a gurney and throw them on the, the plane? Here, well, you're going to have to go underneath because your gurney's a little too big. I, is there first class? Is it economy? Coach? What's going on? There's no first class when you have coronavirus. <laughs> like, no. The new first class is a separate ventilation system. <laughs> no. Here's your fucking bubble. Here's Seriously. your first class. Yeah. Everybody, masks on. This is the way Honestly. it's going to be for the next 11 hours until we land in Toronto. Oh, and by the way, when we land in Toronto, there's a very good chance someone's going to stand there and take your temperature. And if you're even a little bit high, you just bought yourself two weeks in complete isolation and a bunch of blood tests. It's I mean, a, it's a risk, too. It's a risk. Well, like for us. Yeah, in a way. Bringing them back. And I know that sounds sad and we should be thoughtful of them and their situation. But it's also kind of freaking risky. It's just bringing, it's just going to drive our risk up. Yes, but they will probably get better treatment here first. Sure. And and that's no disrespect to the Chinese government, but they're a little bit overwhelmed at this point. They're dealing with thousands of patients. Actually, it's funny because they're saying 6,000 infections 
other people are saying that the government is lying. They're downplaying it over there. And it's more like 90,000 in, in what infections. The hell? I know. I know. It's pretty scary. A friend of mine's in Hong Kong right now. He works over there and he basically commutes. He comes back every couple of months, sees his family, and then he goes back to Hong Kong. But he gets paid really well to do it. And he said it's it's not nearly as bad as you're probably seeing on Canadian TV, but everything that we see here seems to point to it's pretty bad. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in Wuhan, right? In fact, no. I wouldn't want to be in China right now. And And... Think about it like this. If there was an infection in Alberta, but it was only in Alberta, imagine that people said, well, I'm not going to Canada at all. Because we here in Canada would be like, well, it's only in Alberta. It's a big country. There's a lot of other places you can go that are perfectly fine. But China's got this stigma attached to it. I heard there's people that won't even go to the fucking Mandarin right now. Oh, I I know full well. People that will... they. I know people that were supposed to meet for sushi. They decided, even though it was a Japanese restaurant. Nope, it's too fucking close. <laughs> nope, someone there might have been to China recently. Aren't they all the same? Like Seriously? Th- yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I thought, that's a bit much. Like, I understand. I, I would look at what packages I get sent to me. And just to make sure, to be on the safe side, maybe I'd put off anything that might come directly from China right now. I'll be honest with you. I'll have a look at that. I think that that's okay for us to do. But some people are not very well educated on things like that. And they're just like, oh, my fucking, my fucking neighbor's Asian. I'm staying away from him. Like, what? What, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> nope. You might know somebody. Like, what? Okay, let's call. Let's all calm the fuck down here and educate ourselves just a teen. T- I understand. I understand nobody wants to get sick. But let's just all take a moment and really understand how this works and who it involves and what country we're talking about some people are talking about not even the same country it's crazy japan china same oh, thing it's all the no, same. it's not <laughs> no it's not isn't that funny yeah oh fuck it i'm not going to that sushi place the japanese restaurant like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. i'm not going to korea either well it has nothing to do with korea yeah, yeah. go it's ahead like, and have your korean it, barbecue it's fine it's like if something happened in australia and they're like well i'm not coming to, none of those white people are going near me I'm not going to Canada. Like, we're not all the fucking same here. We live in different areas. Wow. Anyway. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, oh, quickly here. I, uh, I've i been asking people, if you're a part of a union, could you just send me like a couple of the emails that your union sends you? Yeah. Somebody sent me one. Okay. What does it say? Read, read, read. Uh, Ford is attacking unions saying that teachers do not want to be part of them. What he fails to mention is that we, comma, the teachers are the union. The provincial executive is made up of teachers who are voted in by teachers at the AGM. The local executive is also made up of teachers. Most executive members, locally and provincially, are full-time teachers, with the exception of the president and vice president, who are released from their teaching duties to serve the members. And then they go on, because they're afraid that the government is trying to crack holes in the teachers' union, try and get them to not be in complete solidarity, Mm -hmm. try and make it seem like, you know what, you guys don't have to wear this just because... Harvey Bischoff and Smokey Thompson and all these other fucking characters. <laughs> they're the ones on the news. You don't have to be like them. So they're afraid they're trying to crack apart the union. So they listed off. Look at that laundry list of things that they put in there for the union members. This is why you should stay part of the union. Benefits, medical and dental, sick leave, 11 days at 100%, 120 days at 90%, earned leave plan, salary increases, Report card writing designated days, primary class caps, 
full day kindergarten, planning time. And it goes on and on and on about all the things that they've negotiated out in all these contracts. And and this is why they should remain part of the union. I think it's kind of funny. If the government strategy is to try and crack the union, I'm guessing they got their attention because they sent this out. Why else would they need to? Yeah. Also, because it was forwarded to me, I can see all the formatting exposed. So you can see the different colors and the different size fonts. And they really just cut and pasted this from another email and forwarded it out to their members. <laughs> you want to do remove formatting or clear formatting before you paste it into Outlook and send it out to all your members. But thank you to the person who sent wow. that to me. I will keep that <clears throat> anonymous. But it was an interesting read. It was uh, interesting to know what's going on behind the scenes with the union. Finally, Justin Bieber was on Ellen yesterday. Mm -hmm. And first off, you all right? Sorry, yeah, I dropped my phone. Did it break? No, 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 we're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I said Justin Bieber and boom. Whoa! Whoa. What what about him? Okay. Hey, he was on Ellen. You watch your mouth when it comes to the Biebs. (laughs) He was on Ellen yesterday, so quickly, let's play the clip. Now, when you proposed to her, were you were you really super nervous? Did you know what you were going to say? Was it like a romantic <sighs> gesture? Yeah, I, I was extremely nervous. Um, I felt like in the past we talked about, you know, me asking the question, and I felt like she would say yes. So I wasn't really nervous about saying yes, but I think it's just like it's a. I think I was more nervous about am I going to make this commitment. Am I able to make this commitment as a man and be able to honor, you know, what I say, you know, because that's a serious commitment when you say you're going to love someone for better, for worse and like be faithful. That's a huge. Am I able to do that? And so I think that was really what I was battling with. And I finally was like, you know, I'm going to make the decision and follow through with it and be a husband. And, you know, this is what I've always wanted. I'm going to just choose this woman and 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 just do it and commit to it. And you did. Okay, so it kind of sounds from listening to that, and I know you've got a lot to say about it, but it kind of sounds from listening to that, like Justin, like many other guys, had cold feet before he popped the question. It just sounds like one of the least most romantic things I've ever heard. What? When it comes to a proposal. I don't know, like having to, okay, I really, you know, this is what I, this is what I heard. And maybe it's not the way he wanted it to come off. And I understand he's also young. He is young. To be married and whatnot, too. The way I heard it was more like a, well, you know, um, I had to realize and think, like, do I actually think I'm going to be maybe faithful to this girl? I guess, you know what, fuck it. I really do want to be married. So I'm going to make a choice to do it and we'll just see, you know, where it goes. I made a choice as a husband. And a couple other things he said in there that just made me go, oh, if I was his wife, I'd be like, Oh, so you really have to think on a day-to-day basis, will I be faithful today? I'm going to make the choice to do it. And maybe it's a very honest thing, but it's just not very romantic. I just, To me, it's like you want to be with someone. That's it. You want to be with someone. You, you don't want to spend any minute of your day for the rest of your life not being around that person. And that should be the reason why you want to marry them. Not, well, will I be faithful? Oh, I'll just hope for the best. I'm going to make the choice to do this. I don't know. It's just not very romantic sounding to me. One of the things that I have found in my relationships in the past is that women in particular sincerely prefer it when you are faithful and they (laughs) they really dislike it when you're unfaithful Mm. and probably armed with that information. Justin thought to himself, before I make a promise. Can I keep this promise? It sounds to me like he had he got in his own head and he really thought it out. Okay, uh, maybe uh, 
an ex is going to come back into my life. Would I be faithful? Maybe um, I'm going to have some really hot supermodel try and throw herself at me. Am I going to be faithful? And once he sat and waited all out, he thought, yeah, I'm good to make this commitment. That's the way I heard that clip. And it's actually kind of refreshing to think that he actually thought about it. He didn't pop the question because he got caught up in the moment. He didn't pop the question because, I don't know, he wanted to get laid that night or she's really hot or he didn't want her to... um, go with somebody else, like to keep her or trap her. He married her because he wanted to marry her, and he made a a thoughtful choice that, yes, I can do this. Sure, I guess so. I don't know. It's just like, it's. I don't know, it's a rush job, you know what I mean, to me. And I know, also, let's not forget here, he cleansed himself a little bit before this and thought of himself as like a virgin all over again. Well, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's bullshit, And he bullshit, wanted to have way. sex. You're not which a you virgin. Can't, no, I agree with you. You can't, you can't do that. But he found God before, right? Kind of right before he started seeing Haley. Jesus, was that right before Haley? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, Jesus was right before Haley. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. No, he started going, remember? He started going to the church and seeing the pastor, and he still posts about him all the time, and that's great, and I'm glad he did that because he's obviously changed his life so much and turned his life around quite a bit. But in doing that process, he kind of felt like he had cleansed himself, and he was starting fresh again, which, like you said, is complete bullshit. I agree with you. It's stupid. Oh, I'm a born-again virgin. No, you're not a virgin. You may consider yourself born again, but you're not a virgin. But he'd like to have sex. In order to do that, he wanted to be married. Okay. So he put a saying? ring on it. It was a rush job. It's a rush job. This marriage is a rush job. So he had to, oh, can I commit? Oh, yeah, but I really want to fuck. So um, <laughs> so if I want to fuck, then I probably got to get married because that's what I want to do. So can I be faithful? Uh, yeah, okay, I sure. I could probably let's, do that. Let's run with this. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they're not going to last or anything because, oh my gosh, you know, people who have met each other for the first time two days before they got married, they've lasted 25 years, 30 years, 40 years. So there's lots of different stories. I'm not saying they can't, but to me, it just sounds like he really had to convince himself, like, I think I can do it. I'd like to have sex, so let's just get this on. And then again, yesterday on Ellen, too, he brought up the song Yummy, and he he confirmed, and we already knew, it's a gross song about his sex life. And he uh... said specifically to Ellen, but I'm married. He prefaced, you know, I'm married, so it's fine. Okay, Justin, let's not fucking pretend you and Selena didn't have sex all the time. <laughs> Give me a break. Anyway, that was where my two cents on it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for downloading. We will have another edition, at least one other edition, out this week. And you enjoy the rest of your day. Don't forget, today is Let's Talk Day. So if you hashtag Bell Let's Talk when you send out tweets or you send a text message on the Bell Network, not an iMessage, a text message, you got to disable iMessage, then you are having five cents donated to mental health initiatives. And they're a competitor, but I think it's good that they're spending and donating all that money. So good on them. Support Bell Let's Talk. We'll see you soon. Bye.